Today on episode 470 of the I Am Salt Lake podcast, we get a chat with our friend Nate Chacon III. This was such a great conversation that we had with Nate that we got to talk about a brand new hip hop album that he just put out. We got to talk about his brand new clothing line. We got to talk about a radio show that he does on KRCL. And we got to talk about his podcast that he produces called Short Story Bingo. (laughs) We also got to talk about where he finds all this time at. Well, that's what's so amazing. I'm really glad that he made time to come and talk to us because he really does a ton. So before we get into that, let's introduce ourselves. My name's Chrissy Hollifield. And my name's Chris Hollifield. And we are your hosts for the day and every day that you listen to this show. If you're a longtime listener, welcome back. And if you're new, thanks for joining us. This show is all about showcasing awesome people in Salt Lake City, Utah. We get to talk to artists, performers, restauranteurs, business owners, and so many more. Really quick though, if you are looking to support this show in any way possible, head on over to supportsaltlake.com and support some of these awesome local businesses, because when you support them, you're supporting the podcast. Absolutely. And after you do that, come back here and jump into this conversation we had with Nate Chacon. I hope you enjoy it as much as we did. Okay, so you're wearing you're wearing some merchandise from this new clothing line that you got going on, right? Oh, yes. What yeah, t- yeah, t- I mean, yeah. we can get more into depth with that later, of course, but what do what let's talk about this right off the bat, man. You got a clothing line coming, you got like it's like Salt Lake City uh, different towns or streets on these hats and what's going on with it. It's caught a lot more wave than I thought it would. Yeah. I, uh, I originally just wanted to make, uh, my, my mag, this is a, it says Ragtown. It's, uh, a nickname for Magna when it was uh, first being settled. Um, and it's something that I like called it cause I found out about it early, um, uh, for a while. Um, I still call it Ragtown. I, I call it Ragtown, but, and then I made the small glade cat as well. The, I mean, one of the more notable folks that bought it uh, was the owner at Grinders 13. I have no affiliation with him at all, but uh, yeah, it's kind of taken a life of its own. And so I've um, been really surprised with it. It's been really cool to hear people be like, oh, well, what about uh, my city or whatever? Uh, have, and Kearns has uh, become very difficult to do because it seems like there's way too many nicknames for it. Midvale was one of those two that was like way too many nicknames glendale i didn't even put glendale there was a, a, a overwhelming amount of response for emory street i thought indiana street was more popular in glendale but emory street was like getting a lot of pubs so i was like okay we'll just we'll rock so where that. can people can people get your clothing now anywhere like online yeah. here locally in any shops or or how can they get some of your stuff then check it out so right now it's only online at gabinogrimes.com or it's easier if it's easier, you can just u- type in utahrapper.com and it uh, routes to my website. Very cool. That's a pretty solid yeah. Utah rapper. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? That's, That's I, how you I, do I, it. When I went and found it, hey, check this out, though. I'm being totally honest. Three weeks ago is when um, I put this all together. I mean, it's not just three weeks ago. It was three weeks ago is when it went live. Excuse me. And um, I had the domain already for Gabino Grimes, and I was like, "There's got to be something else because it, my whole life I've dealt with." Should I wait to talk about this? No, let's go, just man. Talk, let's let's man. talk. Open up like a beautiful book. Yeah. So uh, my whole life, like uh, growing up, um, it's been difficult for other folks to say Gabino. That's my uh, again uh, birth given name, Gabino Chacon the Third, and 
So I went by Nate for, or excuse me, I was baptized under Nathaniel, uh, the Saint, Saint Nathaniel as a Catholic. And so my mom just rolled with that. Just like I was Nathan and around the house, like to the degree that when I was 18 years old, I was told by the air force that I didn't have a middle name. Because I don't. I, I thought, I swear to God, I thought I had a middle name. It was Gabino Nathaniel Jacome III. That's what I thought forever. And you just did the Utah ever. thing where everybody uses their middle name for their first name? Yeah. Well, and also because I'm in Utah, I mean, the demographic is what it is. So, like, it was just easier to go with Nate rather than Gabino. Oh, yeah. Even though, you know, hindsight's 2020, Gabino is way cooler than Nate. Um, but Nate's still awesome. I still love Nate. So, my in my family, they and other people that know me still call me Nate all the time. Anyway, point that I'm making is that. I knew that it's very difficult to, um, you know, maybe spell that off to just hearing it. So I was like, I started typing in Utah rapper and it came up that it was available, utahrapper.com. And I was like, this can't, that's not fucking. (laughs) Did you check the spelling like over and over and over? Yeah, I swear to God. It was like, it was three too many times that I checked and I was like, okay, well, I'm going to purchase this. It's like a pregnancy test. And I. URL domains and pregnancy tests. You got to double check. Yeah. And it it works, so that's it. Yeah, I would have totally expected that to be gone, like in 2010. Yeah, or even earlier than that. So it's gone now, so you can't have it. But if you cl- click on it, you can go. You get right up to my website. The last time you were on the podcast was 2013. We kind of talked about this a little bit pre-recording the podcast. You weren't doing anything with music really for years, right? This is the first time. Like, talk about, talk about that. Talk about like from when you stopped doing, I mean, did you stop doing music or am I completely confused here or what? What's, what happened there? So my last official project was in 2011 with a a mixtape that was uh, 10 tracks long to all Mad Lib beats. And it was mixed by my, by DJ Battleship. And that was like my last real project that I put out. I put out songs and I helped the, you know, recording, producing, mixing, I was still heavily within the scene, um, but I wasn't. I wasn't really working around making a project beyond that. I w- always had thoughts about doing another one, and it just seemed like another thing was happening. And you know, life happened, yeah. and um, I just didn't put a lot of energy into making more. Music, so, so this is really. your first project, kind of back then after like a long time, like almost nine years. Yeah, after nine years. What what brought Welcome you back? back. <laughs> what what brought you back? I mean, you're older. We're older. I mean. Getting older is not easy to, it makes things harder to. Starting something or getting back into an old hobby at at more advanced age is, uh, you really got to want to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I got, so being on the Friday night fallout show with, uh, Keith every Friday on KRCL was a big, big catalyst for that. And the reason was it linked me back to why I started doing music in the first place was like that feeling of, man, I can still do this or I can do that. Like I can do it because I was getting submissions all the, I still do, you know, krclnate at gmail.com. If you're listening, if you have a buddy that, or if you yourself make hip hop music and you're interested in getting your music played on the radio or KRCL, please email me. Okay. Wanted to put that in there really quick. But uh, so like as submissions would come in, I'd listen and I'd be like, Again, like I was still making Lucy's every now and again, but I was like, I can do it. And that's what started that process back up. Like, I know I can uh, make some quality projects and being seasoned is to my advantage because I have a healthy network and know my way around the building a little bit more, um, as it were, when it comes to uh, making music and connecting and what is 
catching to an ear, um, which is a lot more for me, at least like just being like way open and, uh, you know, cards up type of thing and uh, being in that vulnerable space. So the strongest catalyst was really that. You probably have like a lot more, a lot more um, insight and skill that you've developed and knowledge over the course of kind of having to, you know, doing other things. And like, it's almost like you're coming at it from a totally fresh perspective, which seems really cool. I appreciate you saying that because it's exactly how it feels. It feels like it's brand, like I'm brand new um, and it's totally to my advantage because I'm not brand new. But with how the digital age is, um, with my background in sales and my business acumen when it comes to sales, like this is nothing, uh, this is not anything I can't handle, I guess. So being able to promote for myself, I want it to be more and I want marketing to be better. But at the time that I'm in, I'm not beating myself up that it's not higher than it is or bigger than it is because I, I have a long vision when it comes to it, at least for how I make sure to accomplish my goals. Like I don't want to be like, Oh, well, I don't have, um, I don't have this, this finished or that finished, or, you know, uh, that's only creating roadblocks, which is going to impede your progress. And I don't have any time for that shit. So that's, yeah, you're right. Yeah. It's been, it's a whole new perspective for me. It's uh, but it's also fun. And um, it seems like I'm like new to other people, but the people that have known me um, are like, damn dog. Like I didn't expect you to like, come out with an album i i started promoting for it like what i can probably look at my timeline maybe like three and a half weeks four weeks before i had said it in passing a little bit but it wasn't like super pounding and then i was like oh shit i'm a rapper again <laughs> you know like i just like like, like put myself into there but that's a great great uh point uh chrissy on how to say yeah it's a whole new perspective so did me. you did that. you record it this last year in 2020 or did you not have to deal with all the covid stuff while you were recording an album or did you just get to record it at home there or where do you record them i recorded in 2020 okay. yeah um i recorded a majority of it over two eight-hour sessions okay. at, at a studio or yes i recorded at uh bay tl studios in north salt lake with uh Maddie Aston is the producer name. Um, great, I highly recommend him. BayTLStudios.com. And that's B-A-Y-T-L, uh, like re- in reference to California, the Bay. And he's from uh, Atlanta. So he put the two together, BayTL. But yes, so 2020 is when I recorded it. I recorded a little bit in 2019, like uh, at two songs in particular at my house, and then had them remixed for the album uh, with him. So two out of the 17, out of the 17 songs there, I recorded at my house. And I actually make an appearance on your album. <laughs> you do make an appearance on my album on track number two. <laughs> it's pretty cool, man. When I, when I gave that a, a listen, I was like, Oh, that's cool, man. That's cool. Like when you, when you told me about it, like, obviously I probably wouldn't hurt if you didn't tell me about it, but sure. which I appreciate. Thank you for, for including uh, the podcast, you know, episode 49 of uh, this podcast when you were on it. But it was, it was just cool, man. It was just like, oh, that's cool. You know, like I, I got to make it onto an, a hip hop album here in Salt Lake City. <laughs> uh, I was, I, I wanted it really bad because it was a really good conversation that we had yeah. and it, I was able to explain a lot of where, you know, I came from what I was doing. So it was a perfect clip, man. So I appreciate the I Am Salt Lake podcast highly. Um, Chrissy, this is my first time meeting you. So I'm, ex- I'm, you know, yeah, I'm so excited to meet and, you because Chris is always like, Oh, he's such a cool guy. I can't wait for you to talk to him. And I'm like, ah, I can't wait to talk to him too. Yeah. So this is exciting. Yeah. Chris, uh, I was going to say also Chris that, um, 
even though it's been six, seven or seven years, like, I mean, clearly we can just pick off wherever. The last time I remember seeing you was at uh, the woodshed yeah. when it was still the woodshed. Yeah. And you had a lot going on and what have you, but it was, it was still all love, man. It's still all love. And I'm super happy like for all of your guys' success and continued successes. I'm big on um, hometown wins and um, it seems like, you know, where, where the podcast is heading, there's not a ceiling and that's very exciting for you guys. Well, thanks, man. Thanks. Thank well, you. That's, and this like, this actually reminds me, that's what I love about your clothing line that you're bringing out. The, the fact that you're like, the hometown feel. The, the hometown and, feel, and, but it's almost like a secret club. Yeah, for the know? people that are here, they know about a lot of the, you know, the lingo and the wording yeah. and the streets and, and blah, blah, blah. I so, just yeah. think that it's so cool to, to uh, build a community that way. So, like, I'm super stoked. So, back to your music, man. Like, between 2010 and 2020, there was a lot that happened with music and digital and this. I mean... Was it kind of tough to get back into it, man? Was it tough? Like, I mean, because back in 2011, 2010, there were CDs and mixtapes still, right? I mean, I don't know. When did they stop doing mixtapes? I'm trying to remember. Uh, But now it's like just the way we deal in life, even social media. And I mean, people don't hang out like they used to. And what I mean, what was that like getting back into the hip hop scene that way? Was that tough? uh, No, because I've I've. I've kept myself within the the scene pretty heavy. So uh, as far as staying within the scene, I've already been in the scene. So I, I, I didn't find that part difficult. The music recording part, not difficult. I know where, where my um, talent acumen is at or whatever, you know, I can, I can figure it out on a, in a recording session. I'm pretty, pretty good around that perspective or for that part. And then, for the promotions part, like the marketing part, man, it's the wild, wild west. So like it's a, that's a whole another world that I'm just becoming hip to per se. But because of other things that I've done in the past, I feel like I have a pretty good footing with what to promote and what keeps people engaged because I'm constantly I love e-commerce because I am constantly buying shit online. So I, I'm kind of going off of what. I like to see and applying that to marketing strategies that I'm doing now. Obviously, a lot of work to be done, but um, I think it's more exciting than it is difficult. I'm not really looking at it as uh, I like that. I'm really excited about it. It's really fun. It's really fun. I mean, you're probably not able to get out and do any live music now, right? I mean, I just did a show at Soundwell. They're doing uh, they're doing shows in very small platforms. Okay. Okay. So you're able to get out a little bit. I've done two shows. I've done two shows, which has been great practice. It's been amazing to be back on stage doing my own material, like for real, you know, like I did a, I did a show out in Logan at the end of 2019 and, uh, going, yeah. End of 20, like December of 2019. And I had two songs that I had recorded for the album that I didn't know was really going to be an album. I just had two new songs that I had recorded and I performed up there and that was like the first time in a while that I had actually recorded my own material. So like to have a structured set has been, it's been years, like seven years, eight years since I've had a set that I'm like, okay, I'm really fleshing this set out so that I can have a strong 15 anywhere. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, so it's, it's way exciting, man. It's super exciting. And it was good practice. Making you feel young again, right? You're like, I'm <laughs> Get, not, getting I'm back not. into that, like actually having to establish a new set list and all that stuff after yep. not doing it for so long. Do you feel like, uh, 
like it was a bicycle and it was super easy to do or was it even more challenging because it's just been so long since you've done it? A mixture. More so a bicycle, though. Yeah, yeah. But it's been a mixture. Um, the performance side is always, even though I'm, the performance side is always difficult because, like, inherently people are very scared of public speaking. It's just something. It's like the that, number one fear. Either, either, yeah, yeah. Either you get over it pretty quick, and that's what, you know, but for the most part, you if most people have butterflies before they do anything public speaking wise, and then it goes away, you know, it kind Unless it doesn't, then you find the people that throw up on stage. <laughs> but um, so that part, uh, that part is was uh, not super hard to get back into. But it was, more, yeah, it was more like a like the bicycle uh, to hop back on. I've been really, I've been doing a lot of editing for the show for uh, Friday Night Fallout. So like a ton of practice with uh, Pro Tools and mixing and you know putting making sonically pleasing mixes. So I, I think my show set list, like it sounds professional because like, I'm, I'm like, you're a professional. Yeah. I'm a professional. I, I, like, so like, I yeah. know how, where there needs to be a break and like, okay. I'll, like I sent Juggy just one track rather than like, Hey, here's all four of my tracks. I need you. Nah, man, here, I did it for you. So just, just press play. Um, there's a sp- spot for this song, and then there's going to be a little break for me to take a breather. Da, 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 you know, so it's it's fun. This, but so it's more so like uh, hopping on a bike. We're going to take just a couple of minutes and tell you about one of our awesome sponsors. I love these guys, UtahMarijuana.org. Hey, they are your number one spot for all things medical marijuana, medical cannabis, CBD, and THC. I want to give a quick shout out to uh, my co-host of my other podcast, Utah in the Weeds, Tim Pickett. Hopefully you guys are listening to that show. He is the man behind UtahMarijuana.org. They are a team of medical cannabis experts and they make getting your medical card super easy from your first office visit to navigating the state card application and beyond. And with over 20 compassionate and highly skilled qualified medical providers ready to help you find relief, you won't have to search for a doctor willing to recommend cannabis treatment. The patient experience team at utahmarijuana.org is dedicated to helping you get all the way through the process so you can get your medicine legally. And right now, they're offering an exclusive discount to I Am Salt Lake listeners. Use the code GREEN25 for $25 off your first visit. Hey, in West Valley City area listeners, check this out. utahmarijuana.org, they have a location in West Valley City just for you. They're located at 3615 West, 1987 South, Building 8. So depending on where you're at in the valley, they have an office near you. Isn't it time that you took control of your own health? UtahMarijuana.org. Feel better. Let's try. Let's talk about Friday Night Fallout really quick here. Or, well, not let's. really quick, but uh, let's talk about it for a little bit. I mean, obviously, we'll go back to the music and stuff, too. But uh, we've already mentioned it a couple of times. And I'm curious as well. I mean, because you've been doing this for a few years, right? This show, it's yes, it's Friday nights on KRCL. Uh, from At what time is it on there? 1030 uh, p.m. to 1 a.m. Mountain Standard. And, and is it live that you're doing live now with everything going on with COVID? Or is it pre-recorded? Um, every other week is live. Every other week is oh, so you are you going in the you going in the studio to record every other week? Then is that kind of how it is? Yep, you got it correct. 
How did you get, uh, talk about how that happened, man? How did that fall in your lap? Absolutely. Big shout out to Keith McDonald. He approached me at a show at Urban Lounge. Him and I were already doing a podcast on the Utah Podcast Network called The People's Pod Show. And um, we stopped, well, we were just taking a break from it, really, um, to gather what new direction the podcast was going to take. And um, he, we were at a show at uh, Urban. I forget who was performing, but uh, he was like, hey, man, what are your thoughts on um, hosting the Friday Night Fallout show with me on KRCL? I couldn't say yes quicker you know i i was like i fucking i think i spilled my beer or some shit too <laughs> no nah, uh but uh yeah i was i said absolutely 100 percent. it's a big opportunity yes yeah it was a big opportunity um i was more so going into it not really looking at it as an opportunity as much as i'm gonna host the friday night fallout show i love this show anyway like i uh have been a part of the show to some degree for since like 2012 like help with doing like freestyle sessions with like roots Rocka and then like with DJ planet and trying to stay as close as I can to it. Because like, I'm, I love, I love hip hop. Hip hop is like a culture that I absolutely subscribe to a hundred percent. So it's not just like about the music, like everything about it, like to be hip is to know and to hop is to learn. So like, I, I love it so much. And um, it was a, it was a great, big deal for me when he asked me to do it. So we, Keith was originally presented with it. I will give him his roses for sure on that. And then he approached me with it, which I'm eternally grateful for to be in that line of um, DJs for that show. I'm very grateful for that. Does it make you nervous at all? Like when you're like, I'm live on the radio or is it like all the years of being live in front of people performing kind of help out with the, the, the ease of that anxiety, you know? Cause I think, I think if I was on the radio every so often, I'd be like, Oh my gosh, people are listening to this, you know, like, I'd be like, yeah. what is going on here? And then, and then I'd have to kind of real, you know, cause doing a podcast, right? Like, I mean, you do a podcast too, which I want to get into, but doing a podcast, I mean, we're not live. I mean, things can be edited, no. blah, 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 blah. But, but it's like, can, you're live on the yeah. radio, man. And like, you can't say like dirty words. Right. <laughs> that would be really hard. Actually. You can't really take anything back. Hmm. I wouldn't. Yeah. Do uh, yeah, no, you're to you guys are totally right. And you nailed it on the head with uh, that initial anxiety because that's how it was like for the first couple episodes was like, oh, shit, like I'm on the radio radio, yeah. you know, like before I would come in, it would be as a guest. And like, I still understood to not swear or anything like that. But like, I was like, oh, shit, like I got to my concern mostly was to create the on air personality. So that's where my stress and anxiety came from was like, OK. Now I got to do uh, just becoming that becoming Nate on the third in the sense of like for the Friday night fallout show, like completely not being a rapper at all. Like nothing like that. Like I'm just here for the people, you know, and if it gets mentioned in passing that I do a podcast, great, then whatever, it doesn't matter. Uh, the biggest thing at the beginning was to build that, excuse me, that on air personality. And I think, uh, I think we both have done a pretty, pretty good job of it. What's like the biggest obstacle with doing a radio show like that? Like what's the biggest challenge for you? Coordinating throughout the week. So it's just time, uh, making sure that things are in order, it's regular stuff that, that happens when you do a show, I think, um, scheduling when segments are going to come in because there's, we, sometimes we can like cram so much stuff into it, um, that we're like, God damn it. We wanted to talk about this this week and we weren't able to do that right now with COVID. The biggest challenge is, uh, getting folks, to understand how to use their phones <laughs> when they call in and not, 
because it's difficult when uh, you have folks calling in like from two lines and then calling into the studio. I mean, it's three way calling, but like, I don't know. It was super easy back in 2008 to do it. For some reason, it's just different now. I don't know. But so that's been a, a challenge. And then um, I think the challenge always went, at least for us in particular, is um, having relevant information for the people. So staying up to date, which is why I feel very, very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, I'm lucky that I get to do this show because I get to stay within hip hop circles all the time. So I'm hearing new hip hop news all the time, new hip hop lingo, and just staying like interconnected. And I don't think that it'll ever go away now. Even if I stop doing the show, I'm like, I fell back in love with being in the hip hop scene. So those were some of the challenges though. Yeah. Yeah. No, now I feel stupid even asking you like earlier when I was asking you uh, if it was tough to like release this album after not doing anything for so many years, but it was like, well, you're doing this radio show. Like you were saying. Well, and that's so. what's so cool. It's like you got to see the other side of yeah. hip-hop and, and really build skills yeah. on both sides. And so I think it's like making you a more powerful force, basically. I don't disagree with you at all. It's a great, a great way to look at it because that's, as I was mentioning before, like this, it was a huge catalyst. Like, oh shit. It, I had so many questions even back in 2011 about doing this, you know, like I thought I, when I made my mixtape, I just, I legitimately was selling mixtapes out of my trunk at Gen X's and shit. And now like seeing folks when they submit their stuff, I'm like, oh, I just need like a press kit. It's like that easy or whatever the case is. Like seeing how they are moving is very, very inspiring and, and adds to that tool belt that you know, in order to make me more successful. Any advice uh, to up and coming like hip hop artists out there like that? Maybe they're listening, right? Maybe, maybe there's a kid listening and you're, you're inspiring him. Maybe he wants to like, dude, I, I'm not, I don't know all the lingo here, man. He wants to write some rhymes, right? He wants to, to come out with some music. I mean, what would you tell him? What would you recommend? What would you suggest? I think of my, I think what I would tell them is to continue to create and just to for real do it um when the when when the spotlight comes on to you make sure you have a product ready to show uh because at some point that that spotlight will come to you whether it's a small one or a big one or a medium-sized one somebody's and it because the spotlight could be like your friends coming to see you or a whole wave of new people coming to your way just keep working on your product keep working on your creativity be inspiring to yourself um, have fun. Don't worry initially about how many new followers you're going to get. I know that in, with the digital age now, like that could be very overbearing to like maybe a younger person, but um, I'm letting you know, like as a, I feel like I'm talking to myself at this point, I'm getting a little emotional even, <laughs> but like, just don't get, don't get bogged down with what, with how many followers you have initially, like just continue to work on what you think what you know is being creative. Like the art is always going to be more important and people will see that just like when people get, when people go through like a weight loss journey, this is the easiest analogous to use. People go through a weight loss journey. Of course you get start to see you change, but like people will start telling you that you're changing. And that's what will happen when you start making better music and like writing better and stuff like that. People will be like, damn, they, they won't have any, other thing to say but good things so like focus on the product have fun with it listen to your favorite artists and be a fan of music and um just do it that's the biggest thing just do it don't fret about the minutiae don't get lost in the weeds just do it 
Yeah, let fear hold, yeah. you know, fear holds well, people and, back. And right? if you step back and really think about it, I love this because people who are or could be followers are going to follow you because you completely engulf yourself in your passion. They're not following you because you're on social media all day. You're, right. you're creating inspiration for people, which is really cool. I agree. Let's talk about uh, your podcast, Short Story Bingo, man. <laughs> Let's talk about Dude, that fucking I thing. I still remember the, like, I swear it was, I swear it was one of the first times you sent me, this was back years ago when I was working at that tile place. Gosh, how many years back was that? And you sent me like an episode. Check this out. Four, man, this ago. is the, this new podcast I'm working on. I mean, so is that when you started it four or five years ago, this podcast? Yeah, 2016. Talk about it. What's the premise of it for people that are listening that might have never listened? Sure. Yeah. Um, the tagline is I'm a, it's called short story bingo. You can go to route to it on uh, shortstorybingo.com. Also on YouTube, um, just search short story bingo, but I'm a glorified narrator to stories that you have heard and some that you have not. It's like Libro.fm sorta. That's the tagline for it. Um, I would also say that it's like cartoons for adults. So I like, there's that. not really a rhyme or reason to it. It's a, uh, it's, the bingo is in reference to the randomness of it. So I read stories, either chapters out of a book or uh, or short stories. Uh, for example, like I read the How the Grinch Stole Christmas. That was super fun um, to be able to have banter on that. It's like a really fun improv, it, improv show. Like I have a lot of fun for my comedic side to come out. And that's like the platform for it. It's, it's honestly like adult cartoons. That's really what it is. And just like hanging out with a friend and like reading a book together and being like, like in uh like the, how the Grinch stole Christmas is a perfect example when he takes like the last little bit of food, even for the mice. Okay. Now you're, now you're affecting multiple populations. Like you, <laughs> you're not only just like taking some, like, like adult commentary asshole. on classic children's. Yeah. Oh, okay. I like this. Yes. So like when you're listening to Audible or like uh, Libro.fm, I mentioned them because they're a supporter for the podcast. But like if you're listening to an audiobook and there are parts of a parts of it that you're like, damn, there's no way that that narrator just like read that without smirking. Like there's no way at all. Well, I smirk, I talk about it, and that's what, and then we end up, I end up riffing on it talk a little shit, you know, you're like, you know, give your own piece of a, like, I mean, it, you're solely doing this just for your own creative outlet, right? There's no other, yeah. no other reason, yeah. but it's awesome, right? Like, gosh, I need to do something like well, that. Well, it is Chrissy. awesome too. Cause like humanity kind of hit a point where we realized that you, you shouldn't do stuff. And there's a lot of books that they wrote about stuff you shouldn't do. And so there, there's a lot of commentary to be had in some good old fashioned children's books. Right. That's so that I I'm looking at a, a book right now. It's a, I, I can't even, I can't even say the name of it without cringing, but I'll show you guys too. It's called this. This is Walt Disney, the story of Brer rabbit and the tar baby. Like, what are we talking about guys? What the fuck is going on? I get it. I guess. I don't know. Do I get it? I don't know. So is this one, you're, like, are you reading this, this for your, for your podcast? No, I, I have, I, I've, uh, I'm on the fence about it. I don't mm. know because like the, the it's like baby a, thing is just, you know, yeah, it's really, I don't, yeah. I'm I with know. You. So I'm like, with it, you. It's, it's, um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. That's, you have to really want to, ah, uh, yeah. 
It's not nice. So the, the point that I, but they go on, uh, I, I brought that up because Chrissy, you brought up a good point of mm-hmm. like, there are a ton of, uh, like we, I read about Bible stories and there's, man, you can go for days on, I have several podcasts in the future that will have to be about bi- more Bible stories. Like we had a fun ass time about um, a bunch of different stuff. Like incest is high in Bible stories. That's super fun to read. Is it, you know? is it uh, Samuel <laughs> Harris that, that breaks it down and like talks about the stories in the Bible on, in some of it's, I don't know. There's, oh man, I'll have to look it up. Um, no, I was just going to say that, like with the podcast, I plan on like for this year to giving it more of a leg uh, with a sub series that I'm doing, which is called Our Story. So beyond the creative outlet that I have for short story bingo, which is reading what you know, short stories and what have you, I'm going to be I'm doing uh, Our Stories as well, which is uh, the first episode is on February sixth. And it, I interviewed the CEO of Jaws or Size, uh, Brandon Harris, and um, uh, we had a great conversation about how his brand came to be. They're doing excellent things. They support the podcast. If you go on to JawsOrSize.com and put in story bingo, you get 60% off your whole order. And that's just been up. So like the point of the our stories portion is I want to have those long form conversations with folks because conversing is an art that I feel like I'm pretty good at. And I love hearing people and listening is fucking beautiful so those would be on the same podcast feed then yeah i have a question actually before you were talking about doing the interviews i was curious you know how you read other people's stories have you ever thought about writing your own stories at all like your own kind of children adultish stories and then read those on the podcast i've been asked that a lot and it makes me think that i should i i don't i haven't ever thought about it so i think you're planting another seed amongst other people that have been like you should do it you should just do your own stories. I mean, you write like I write anyway, f- write songs. So there's no reason why I shouldn't write a story. Hey, so if you I hear, have not. I have not, though. If someone tells you it's a good idea three times, you better do it. I know. Yeah. Put your lyrics, your rap lyrics to like children's stories or something. <laughs> I don't know. Right. Honestly, there, if, if, if I'm being totally honest, like there's a lot of positivity in some of those songs. So that's yeah. not like the worst idea. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Gosh, that was just a, a an idea off the top of my head. I don't he, know. He was but... freestyling. You see that? Freestyling. Did, didn't you just have a kid too, man? No, no, no. Uh, my... My girlfriend's her, her uh, uh, daughter. We just welcomed our uh, grandbaby. Oh, okay, 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 so. okay. Because I was like, man, how do you keep yourself? You got all these projects going on. It seems like now. I don't know how you do it. That that's that's the point I was trying to. You know, it's like, what do you what are you doing to keep yourself sane and motivated? Especially, uh, you know, I know Chrissy and I. Especially everything over this last year, it seems like we have less time instead of more time. Yes. What are you yeah. What are you doing to keep your yourself so? focused time management and accountability um and making just making the effort i was putting a lot of energy um into i've been uh admittedly like sober since july so i um haven't uh that's great yeah good job thank you um and i don't know exactly like like if i'll have a beer sometime soon i mean i've been wanting like i think the most thing i've been uh like i've been craving like a beer with the boys or some shit like that but like as far as being able to stay on task and stuff like that. Like it's been uh, just keeping myself accountable and doing my best. I mean, I've, I slip up like with having so many things in my hands, like there's some sort of slippage at some point, you know, like it's not, I'm not holding sand in my, in my hands per se, but like you can only juggle so much. Yeah. There's a lot that, that I do juggle that, uh, you know, there's some last minute things that end up happening, but 
for the most part. I'm really like engaged with a lot of this. So like, I really enjoy doing it. Um, I know that there is like a, a point where I, and I make time for it and I don't feel, I don't feel apologetic about it when I'm like, I'm not doing shit today. Like I'm not doing anything. I'm not going to post anything. Yeah. That's like super important self-care. You mentioned that um, you guys have found a little bit less time or what have you. Is it, is that something that, Maybe can you guys speak to that? Like, uh, I mean, I'm down to learn a little bit more from you guys too on that end because I, I find myself trying different things uh, to make sure that I stay on task. Chrissy and I were always running into these battles. I mean, especially, uh, you know, because both of us are working from home and then the kids are home a lot with school. Four yeah, four kids at home here. And, uh, you know, depending on if they're sick or depending on if their school is closed because of COVID <laughs> or, you know, honestly, I just break down and cry a lot. A, lo- a lot of that's, uh, that's my go-to. <laughs> We're here at the house a lot more. So you would think we'd have more time, but what happens is I think we've become so mentally fatigued that we're already worn out when we, when we, uh, wake up in the morning. Now it's been not so much the last couple of months have been a lot better. Now, mid year when there was a lot more crazy stuff going on in the world, that was a lot harder. But I find that I like to write down like five things that I want to accomplish that day. And those are the five things that I'm going after, right? Like, Hey, I love that. These are the five things that are the most important today. I'm going to get these things accomplished. And if I get these things accomplished, if I choose to sit down and play video games, I'm going to play the video games. If I want to keep rocking and rolling and keep doing it, I'm going to keep doing it. But these are the five things I got to get done today. I like that. I love that. So there See, you and, go. And my thing is like, if you don't have a toddler who's super high maintenance, go borrow one for an hour or, you know, babysit. <laughs> right. And then after that hour is over, you will feel like you have the world in your hands. You'll be like, I have so much time. And then, and then like accomplishing things is just as fun as like Netflix and binging. Yeah. That's how I do it. I just like, you know, real extreme. Both things, uh, I think everything that we said is uh, very valuable. And um, yeah, the biggest thing for for me is like, I think I'm going to I think I'm going to look at that five things, man, because I, I, I tend to pack in and snowball like eight to ten things. And I'm like, oh, my God, like I should have I should there's I could have did that the next day type of thing. You know what I'm saying? And then at, the, at 1030 at night when I'm like hanging out with my girl, like. If I'm like super tired because I just wore myself out, I feel bad, you know, I'm like, shit, I'm sorry, you know, Yeah, that's actually well, something- because you want to make sure to like give like there's that human aspect. You want to make sure that everything is good and, you know, all that. And uh, you can't neglect people while doing things. Yeah, I'm industrious in nature is because my my uh, my dad is like he's got a thousand things going on all the time. And. I am my father's child. I've come to find out like in the last like few years, I have way too many shoes. He has way too many shoes. We, we are, seems like have a thousand things going on all the time. I didn't even know how many times, like I didn't realize how many things I have on my plate all the time. And because I'm just always doing them because I'm just like, Oh, okay, well I can handle that. Okay. I can handle that. I can handle that. And so, yeah, I mean, it's just by nature. I don't know, but I know it can be fucking overbearing for other people that are like around me. I'm a lot like you. I, I do that. And then it definitely it definitely gets hard for other people around you because they want to help. And you're just like, no, 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 I got it. I got it. And then just figure it out. Sometimes just you don't got it, it all. Just figure it out. But it, I, st- I still it think that it's a, a talent, though. Yeah. It's a good way to constantly be churning and thinking and, you know, and that way you can apply all of your thoughts towards whatever you're going to work on next. 
Yeah, I agree. I'm only 35, so, you know, I hope to stay around for another 35 years. I'll figure it out at some point. I don't know. If not, then whatever. I, I got one trip around this around here, so we'll, I'll just make the best of it as I'm doing it. I like your style. We got a, a couple of Salt Lake City questions uh, for you. I don't know. I don't think I was asking these back when you were on in episode 49. So these are going to be obviously new. But when you have family and friends that visit town, right, they come to visit you and they're like, show me around town. They've never been to Utah. They've never been to the area. They've never been to Salt Lake or the mountains or whatever. Do you have like a tour that you like to take them on? Do you like to show them certain things? And what are those things? Yeah, um, I like to go to the Magnus Cemetery because that's where my mom's buried. Rest in peace. So I like going up there, and the view up there is really beautiful. So I'm um, going up there, um, and then the drive up to the Capitol. Um, so I like starting at like 400 South and uh, hitting State all the way down um, is super something that I do. Um, and then from there, go up to like Ensign Peak uh, to look over the valley a little bit. And uh, those are like the top three things. And then got to just like take drives down uh, main streets. So like as we're in Magna, I'll go down Magna, Maine um, if they haven't seen anything. I mean, it's not like super amazing, but I love it. So um, show them that. Staying in the West, like um, I like uh, there's the uh, Kearns Oval. And so like explaining the Olympics and how – that was here and this is where a lot of the olympians were training at um that's super cool to go to so those are some big things that i'll hit i like it a couple things mentioned there i don't think anybody's ever mentioned no i know it's really cool actually i'm actually like writing down notes so i can go check them out yeah you know there's a lot of the same (laughs) things people saying i'm like okay i've heard that i've heard that and then every so often i'm like oh okay there's something i haven't heard for a while but uh, now is it like one or two favorite local eating spots anywhere in the valley i'm sure you got one or two favorites man Fla 33 on um, 76th and State. Um, Look at how I quick love- that was. He was just like, boom, I'm on it. Fla 30, <laughs> what, what's the name of it? Fla 33, you said? Fla 33, yeah. Oh, it is good to know what places make good pho. Yeah, it's they're they're amazing at it. Um, and their Chinese food uh, is really good. Like their cuisine uh, for Chinese food. Um, and then... Uh, El Habanero and uh, Magna for uh, Mexican food. Good stuff. Good Very. stuff. Immediately. Yeah. I, w- I was thinking of another place, but I was like, yeah, El Habanero for sure. Is there anything you would change about the, the the valley, about Salt Lake City, the area, the Wasatch Front? Is there anything I would change as far as like just like the dynamic of well, it? Well, however you want to interpret that, man. Like, let's say you sure. had the power, whether you're the mayor or whether you had a superpower. I mean- you're a genie. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Is it, or are you you happy the way it is right now? You're like, hey, you know what? I dig on it the way it is right now. It's fine the way it is. I think uh, I think leniency on gambling. There you go. Leniency on uh, yeah. Well, they need complete leniency because yeah. or uh, complete leniency. Like, <laughs> hey, yeah. We need scratchers, man. Oh man, give me my scratchers. Yeah, um, I think uh, I think um, just becoming part more part of the union. So that's probably what I would say. That's what I would say. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to feel like it's super far out for when I go from here to, to Vegas. I mean, I know what the difference is in Vegas. I don't, don't get me wrong. You know what I'm saying? Like, but like, I don't want to come from, I just would like for Utah to like catch up. I feel like Utah is like the military to some degree. Like they're, there's just older, they just don't get hip to new technologies as quick as far as like 
like being hip to them. So like, Not like gambling is like one quick, like gambling is one easy thing. Like just legalize gambling. Like, I don't well, know. and how many of us have like called our siblings or relatives in Idaho when there's like a huge powerball <laughs> thing going on and we're like, Hey, buy me five tickets and I'll split it with you. Yeah. I mean, 100%. just bring it here, man. Let's leave some of that money here. Same thing with, uh, yeah, there's so much, so much. I mean, we're, you know, we're, the sad thing is though, is like you said, we got to catch up because a lot of the liquor stuff that's going on right now, like even with uh, beer and, and you know, higher, whatever it is, you know, got rid of the yeah. 3%. I mean, that was the fact that we're finally there. I mean, that was where everybody else was for how long now? So it's kind of sad yeah. that we're finally catching up. But uh, And that would be one too, though. Like, I, like uh, totally in, in agreement with like having alcohol be more, I don't know, just fucking, it's, it's not like we're not like, having less DUIs here and shit like that because we have more restrictions on um, oh. alcohol and like not having it like at a corner store rather than at um, state controlled locations. You yeah. Know? And look at that. You're coming from a guy that's not even drinking, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm, but look, I'm totally for the fucking people. So yeah, like, no, I get it. If Yeah. Yeah. I get it. Well, dude, I am. I'm so glad that we got you back through the podcast. I mean, is there anything Me that uh, you wanted to make sure that we did talk about before? I mean, why the microphones are hot here, why we're recording. I like to kind of open it up at the end to make sure we're touching on everything and promoting everything that we need to promote. I think we promoted everything that I wanted to promote. I wanted to talk about, we talked about my music. I just have a new album that just came out. Um, Darby Hent, um, that was released on t- December 18th streaming on all DSPs. And then of course my podcast, which is re- not restarting, but uh, new episodes again on uh, February 6th. Um, and then the Friday night fallout show, I mentioned, um, that, uh, Oh, this is, I, I want to ask you guys some questions. So I want, or like one question in particular, as I love far it. as, for I am Salt Lake, like what is the big vision for you guys in 2021? Wow, that's uh that's on you. She's pointing that to <laughs> me. The big vision for 2021. Right now, I'm just kind of like looking at the podcast with when with everything that happened with COVID in 2020. The biggest thing for me was like, hey, I want to just make sure the podcast keeps going. I want to make sure that I'm constantly promoting uh, local, especially local things. Like I know you reached out to me uh, like in September, October, and I was like, hey, I want to try to push a little more local businesses that need help right here before Christmas. But then it's tough, too, because our local music scene needs help, too. Right. And, you, you know, you're part of the local music scene. So it's it's tough. But right now. I just want to keep having fun with it and I want to keep promoting local right now. I got, I got some other, you know, uh, ventures I'm doing. I like, I'm teaching a class with podcasting at, at the U and, uh, some different projects like that. So I'm kind of got a lot of things kind of, uh, uh, invested into that. So the podcast is just kind of floating by right now. Like I'm not trying to push sponsorships. I'm not trying to push all that stuff because I know a lot of businesses are kind of hurting right now. You know, we're, we're trying mm-hmm. to keep it alive and keep promoting people while life is yeah. a little bit more rough. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense or that's kind of a long answer. It's not exciting. Yeah. But at least it's there. I love that answer. It's real and it's transparent. I think I think it's important for people to hear that. I'm I'm a listener, so I wanted to hear that. That's a question for me as a listener, you know? <laughs> oh, cool. Uh, cool, yeah. Um, Chrissy, I had a question for you. Uh-oh. Um I, I know you have stand-up comedy in, in your background. Is that something that you have toyed around um dabbling back into or have you already started that process am i uh, putting the cart before the horse here <laughs> no it's so funny that actually that's why i was 
that's kind of why I was kind of drilling you about like getting back into something and how it felt. And, you know, I'm a little bit curious, like if I wanted to get back into it, I wonder what it would be like. I, I want to get back into stand-up comedy every day, all day, constantly, but it's something that you genuinely have to dedicate so much time to that I'd either have to do it or not do it. And so it's like, you know, I just, I don't know. I'm too old, I guess. To See, dedicate and and that I think much, you could put a few minutes, like, like what if you just devoted like an hour a week, right? 30 minutes a week writing jokes. I mean, it's better than nothing. That's, that's what I, true. that's what I try to tell Chrissy, you know, and that's the yeah. big problem. And, and I don't know for right. Uh, other, um, like comedians or artists, I don't know about you, even though you're not performing, did you continue writing? Yes. hundred percent. See, that's the trick. It's I, I completely just was like, if I can't do it, I might, I might as well not write. And I think ah. maybe that's the trick is that you kind of kept your, um, your brain going, which is super cool. Cause I just block it out. Otherwise I'm sad. Cause I'm not doing it. Yeah, I I understand that. Um, that's what I was mentioning is that like it wasn't it was very, you know, on the like just hopping back onto a bicycle because I was doing it. I just wasn't releasing a project. I was I like I was always listening to instrumentals and writing stuff here and there, like a verse or something. I'm like, oh, that's I know that sounds dope, you know, but then yeah. just move on like I wouldn't. But I, I would um I would love to hear like a, you know, a five minute bit, bit out of you like uh, that would be. That would be awesome. Maybe we have a special podcast. I could do like, I could do like a YouTube thing, like how Stephen Colbert is doing the weird, awkward performances from home, you know, and just try (laughs) to do like a one man, uh, one man stand up for five minutes with no audience. That would be awkward. I would do it. Can I say this also, Chrissy, when you were saying like the all in or or not thing, I felt that way um, when it came to this and I have quickly changed my uh, vision on that it's honestly it is another thing that's on my plate for sure but it's a lot more manageable than i thought it was going to be uh that's actually really cool because it's because i love doing it so it's like i've taken out the i've taken out the process the part in my head that like i want to make it I, i or to some degree like i want my music to be heard pretty substantially but i've taken that pressure off of me and I'm just focusing on what I'm like the pressure of perfectionism. Yeah. Ah, that. Okay. And also like to be like, like the per- pressure of like the young man's mentality or young person's mentality of like, Oh, well, you know, I gotta, I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. I said it in, uh, in my song, uh, poetic waltz, I said, it's hard to be a rapper, especially after a nine to five. This isn't a hobby because I still visualize myself in lobbies of record labels, labels, put that aside. I'm just a coworker making music to pass the time. You know, so like that's how I feel right now is like, yeah, right now I'm a coworker that passes the time by making music, I guess, you know, that um, proverbial or what or what have you. But like I I still see myself like in a, in a record label being like, yeah, this is my music. Like, here's here's what I do. But I've taken a lot of that pressure off. I just I just uh, get uh, curious when I hear creatives that uh, are very good at their create creative outlet and um, might have it on the back burner right now. So, and cause I'm, I was one of them and I still am. There's some other things that I want to do, but like, it's so interesting. Cause I, I never really thought about it. I assumed most creatives were like me. And if you can't do the thing you love, you just avoid it. And I get that. maybe that's a really bad way to handle things. I really like how you have just incorporated it into who you are instead of what you do. Right. Yeah. 
I love how you said it like that. I'm going to start using that <laughs> because Good. like, that's Yay. exactly what, cause that's what it is. It's like who I am. It's just who I am. Yeah. Like, it's not just like, Oh yeah, I'm a rapper on the side or whatever. No, nah, man. I like make hip hop music. I like that shit, but I also do this and I do that and I do this and I do that. I can help you with this. If you'd like some help on that, you need some direction on that. I'm just a, I just have a lot of different networks. I, I this is just part of me This is who I am. You I know? think we need more of that. We that's, that's authenticity. That's what we need more of, especially in people like you who are, you know, you're kind of on a platform. You can kind of help people do that for themselves too, a little bit. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I, I mean, wherever, I don't know, you know, wherever I can help with some sort of inspiration for someone or because I've, I'm searching for it all the time myself. So I've been told about that too, because like uh, with the whole drinking thing, like to be able to talk about it more because I haven't really spoke about it um, beyond like in passing. Mm, but I know, I know a lot of people deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's tough to like pull out the, uh, pull off the shackles of shame that we, you know, our generation grew up with and just start yeah. being open and vulnerable and realizing that people aren't going to judge you because we're all going through the same shit. Right. We were yeah. just told not to talk about it. Yeah. Whatever. Fuck them. Anyway. Yeah. I like <laughs> it. Fuck them indeed. How can listeners get in touch with you, buddy? How can they get a hold of you? How can they check out your music? I mean, I'll put all the links at IamSaltLake.com, but let's uh, let's mention some now. Absolutely. So um, search, you can find me on all DSPs, Gabino without an M, so G-A-B-I-N-O, um, and then Grimes is just G-Rhymes um, on uh, digital streaming platforms. And then GabinoGrimes.com. Uh, goes to my Gabino Grimes signature brand, uh, which is the, um, I hate calling it merch, but it's the merch that I'm selling. Um, it's going to turn into something bigger. I know it. Uh, but right now it's just, that's where you can find that stuff or you can go there by utahrapper.com, um, which will route you to, uh, that site as well. And then for my podcast, short story bingo on all podcast uh, streaming platforms, just short story bingo. Um, and then on YouTube as well. So, those are and then the Friday night fallout show, sorry, uh, on KRCL every Friday night from 1030 p.m. to 1 a.m. I co-host with Keith McDonald uh, to bring our loyal listenership uh, their hip hop dose for the week. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. In, Man, in, I got worn out listening to how many things you're doing. <laughs> well, that, that goes back to just. You know, staying motivated, keeping driven, no, I keeping love energy. It. I mean, so you know, we're all getting older. Our energy is wearing out on us. But uh, fuck that. You're, you're, you're <laughs> like still a guy. baby, though. I we're like we're older than you. So, you know. <laughs> and hey, also, yeah, fuck that. Chrissy has a final question, buddy. She asks everybody okay. that comes through her. I'm going to let her ask you. Thank you again for doing the podcast. Of course, we're going to stay in touch. I already know we will. But it, like I always tell people, let's stay in touch. Bring you back through down the road. I mean, hopefully before, oh gosh, how many years was that? Seven years? No, no. Yeah. Yeah, seven yeah, years. Six years. Probably. Six seven years. years yeah. Something like wow. that. Gosh, we need to do it sooner than that. But it's good to see you. I'll have you chat. guys on my R stories. I want I want you guys on mine. Please. I that love it. That would be so much fun. I love I'd love that. Yeah. Yes. Thanks. And uh, okay, before we let you go, you have to answer one final question. Question, question. All right. Um, if, <laughs> I'm such a dork. If you could it. leave our listeners with a piece of life advice or a motto that you live by, what would you tell them? Let your idea um, sink or swim. So in order for it to don't let it sit in your head and um, make sure that uh, you let it have a chance to learn uh, from that, you'll be able to uh, learn from it. So 
throw it into the water, throw your idea into the water, let it swim, uh, let it fight against the tide and um, help it where it needs to be helped at. But please put it into the water to let it swim. Don't hold on to it and don't don't stay on the ledge. Uh, jump off. Take that opportunity. Take that risk. It's a lot more fun than you might imagine. Thanks again to Nate Chacone for joining us on this episode of the podcast. If you want to follow Nate or find him on social media, you can find all of the links that we talked about in this episode at IamSaltLake.com slash 470. And go drop him a line. Go say hello and say, hey, I heard you on that episode of I Am Salt Lake. I love what you're doing. And and check out some of his clothes because I like it. They're really cool. I I really like his hats. some of the hats. Yeah, yeah. All right. That's going to do it for this episode. Before we do wrap this episode up, let's mention a few ways that you guys can support this show. Uh, First and foremost, you can leave us a five-star review in Apple Podcasts. This costs you nothing, but it's a great way to let us know what you think of the show and let others know what you think of this podcast. Uh, You can also become a Patreon supporter. That's really easy to do. Just go to patreon.com slash Lake, and you can become a Patreon supporter. You have a great week. Get out and enjoy the city, support local, and we're going to see you on the next episode of I Am Salt Lake Podcast. And good night, Grammy.